0: Hey everybody! This is James and Marco and Nabil. And this is the Movie Palace Podcast, podcast number one hundred and ten. Look at that! Wow. Today we are going to be going over and reviewing the new uh, sci-fi fantasy film, Dune. So, but before we do get to our review and what we've been watching as well, uh, we do have a returning guest. We have uh, Jill. Jill, hi! Welcome back. Thank Welcome. you. Welcome. So Jill is here today to go over. What you've been watching, as well as uh, review tune. Anything? Um, do you want to bring up, Jill? Anything new? Anything?
1: Just that. Can I be the official Timmy um, expert and Disney expert?
0: <laughs> <laughs> True. Actually, I will say that much. At sure. least it's not a Disney film for once, yeah. right? I think next every introduction, one I
1: want like our resident Disney and Timothy shallow my expert, Jill yeah. Hall. Yeah. Cool.
0: I think Sold. we can do that.
2: Yeah.
1: Thank you. I think we
0: can do that. Okay. He's he's getting up there now. we, I, I we need an extra shout
2: go. out on social media though
1: good okay i
0: can do that she has a proper title now so yeah that works for me too yeah all right so uh let's get into uh what we've been watching
2: hey what you watching oh shit i'm back um hello welcome to what we're watching i was dead last episode so i'm back so (laughs) let me see if i remember how to do this it's like training wheels and shit well, I won't put our guests on our spot just yet because I don't like doing that, so <laughs> let's go back to the basics. Nabil, what have <laughs> you been watching, reading, or playing, sir? Uh, so, I know it's been a while since we've had a cool. conversation Cool, all right, so James, <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to slip one in, sorry, my right, bad,
3: There's man. nothing, there's it's nothing going on. No, uh, I got a chance to see the, the Sopranos prequel movie kind of thing, <laughs> The Many Saints of Newark. Um, I don't know if you guys have actually watched The Sopranos.
0: You know we
2: haven't. Yeah, I know. No, we guys, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, sorry, I'm you know, all Have you seen The
3: Sopranos? No, I'm sorry. Gosh, the young Tony
2: there. Soprano looks doofy as fuck. Yeah.
1: No, he's. F- that's
2: Candlefy. Uh, that's yeah, that's yeah. his son. <laughs> Is it? Oh, <gasps> oh my oh,
3: God.
2: <laughs> he actually did pretty good. Uh, he was like, so doofy in the trailer. He looks I was just like oh, him. Oh, he looks yeah, like that's... if uh, John Cusack was trying to be a little too cool in the 80s, you know? like
3: He was anyway. trying to be too cool in the 80s, so that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Well, so The Many Saints of Newark is basically a prequel of how, not even how, Tony Soprano became Tony Soprano, but just kind of happens in the period of time where he's a kid going into... Uh, a young adult more he's just it's kind of a teenager throughout the film um and it's basically they pitch it as the the making of Tony Soprano but really it's a story about Dickie Montesanti, which is his uncle and how he kind of helps influence Tony Soprano to get into the business so um it's a lot of references to the show if you guys haven't seen it it's going to be all over your head um I can see that the film I enjoyed it but if you've if you've never really seen the show I wouldn't recommend it. something to just to jump into because there's just making a bunch of references is it not
0: a good standalone then i don't i don't, I, I don't people have told me you could watch it without watching Spy.
3: you you could watch it but there's not going to be a lot of references you're getting because all this stuff kind of ties into mm. especially the first season of like how his character is developing and and um all the people that are involved in there are part of it i think it would be a great series um to kind of explore but as a film it's it's not doing so you know it's not going to be the best standalone film. It's and it definitely kind of feels like a TV movie almost, um, but you know with HBO quality and it kind of is. Um, it's entertaining as a mob film, but it isn't going to be like a mob film that you're going to be like best. You know one of the top ones you've ever seen. It's just uh, a, a run in the mill one um, unless you actually have some kind of kind of connection to the uh, characters.
2: I feel like those types of movies where they're based off a TV show or... A- or a continuation or a prequel. I mean, you you pretty much should watch the show before watching it. I agree. Yeah. Even, Even if, if they, they say, say like you don't have you to. That's
0: a lot of episodes. So. Yeah, yeah but, it is. but it's a it's good like show, Jamie. Too. <laughs> no, you know, like, I know, I know it is. I know it is. But, yeah. Yeah. It,
3: it's actually quite enjoyable it's a series, and um, it made me remember how much I liked it. I had just finished watching it uh, for the first time. I actually, did a yeah, run through just it last year. Yeah. So um, it it made it easier for me to to remember what was going on as well, but. Um, yeah great if you're a fan if, but again it sounds like for this crowd may not be the case but for anybody who hasn't um, seen it yet it's worth a watch if you've watched The Sopranos um, and then the other show film I've seen um, which was on uh, Paramount Plus um, as well as in the theaters was Halloween Kills I think you mean That's Peacock sir Peacock sorry Peacock Plus Sorry, I had to there's <laughs> the so many thinking, of them Yes, I'm logging into my 17th streaming <clears> trying which to find it? it bro no you're absolutely right it's on Peacock uh, and it is uh Halloween kills sequel to the kind of sequel to Halloween, which is Halloween ish <laughs> I don't know there's the same title, but um yeah it's it's got the same characters. It continues right after uh, the events of the first Halloween film, which just as a spoiler alert, you know, <laughs> they essentially kill Michael, but do they?
2: I mean, the trailer spoils it. So. <laughs> yeah, I know he's, he's there.
3: So he survives uh, the the end of the film, and it, it essentially just picks up right after it left off, where um, he's wreaking havoc, finds a way out. Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode, um, is in the hospital, recovering from what happened to her in the end of the film, and um, that's kind of that's the premise of the film. Jamie Lee Curtis is in the hospital, and uh, Michael is out trying to find her, um, and it's just wreaking mayhem. I don't want to really spoil much. I know, James, you saw the film, too. But I got to tell you, the film, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the kills a lot in this film. But there was, like, not really a plot here.
2: Did they show all the kills in the trailer?
3: No, there were some some interesting ones. There was a couple of ones that they didn't (laughs) show. That
2: means they showed the best ones.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to Bill. Yeah. (laughs) Some of the better ones are there. But, um, yeah, I thought it was kind of definitely a filler film um, to set it up for, for the ending. Uh, or for the uh, the fine finale, I guess, the last part of this new trilogy. Uh, James, what, what were your thoughts on the movie?
0: Hmm, Halloween Kills. I, As you guys know, I like horror films. I like the Halloween franchise quite a bit too. To a point, you know, I've seen... God, how many are there now? Is it nine? No, there's 12 now. Well, but,
2: those are unofficial. Oh, now though, right. That's
3: because the other two. Halloween movies. No, yeah, this but I this mean,
0: they're yeah. still Halloween movies. It don't. Matter. This technically
4: takes place right I don't think after Star the Wars first seven one, through nine. Exists, but I mean, I don't pretend <laughs> it does
0: right. So um, yeah, this takes place. This is because uh, it's from the nineteen seventy eight film, twenty eighteen film, then now this, and then the Halloween ends will be the final one in this reboot trilogy. I mean, they've rebooted things before, so yeah. Um, I thought this was terrible, so I didn't like this at all. <laughs> so. Um, Pretty disappointing as I was really looking forward to watching this and I don't know man it just didn't hit it for me like they have these flashbacks that I just thought were like super like hey let's make sure we throw this down their throat like this is the story right so
3: yeah the flashbacks were I got confused because I realized that they were flashbacks I was like are these actually like new or are these a part of the actual collated scenes from the original film I couldn't really figure that out. So I, you thought, uh, this is this the same movie? Bro,
2: What's
0: going on? There's actors from there that have been in movies from like a year ago. You thought that was from 1978. Bro. You
3: know, you never know what they're doing.
0: Now, bro, I don't know what kind of drugs you do
3: on the weekend. But I need a little bit of that shit. Was, when they threw it to the first flashback, it's was like, why is there a flashback here? What's going on? And it kind of confused me throughout the film. Because, you know, you trip me up once and it's, I'm done. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, bill keeps looking at his ticket. <laughs>
0: Wait, did you see this in theaters?
4: No,
3: I saw it at home. Uh,
0: Okay,
3: so you know I was looking at the receipt on my phone. Notorious for doing stuff. He's just like, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, the kills. I will say this much: like the kills are really good in this one. Super violent. I mean, if you're that's all you're really watching. But it's such a setup movie for the next one. So it is.
3: Uh, Although I will say, I did, (laughs) I did gasp at the end of the film with the surprise killing, which I know everybody should have seen coming. But I kind of it happened, and I was like.
0: What? Not I was I wasn't expecting. I didn't like the whole like, mob mentality of this whole thing, and then like yeah, they mentioned like forty years ago, and even they're died. rallying the city if to commit like, more violence. If you did like a shot game on that, you'd be like wasted twenty five. Well, and years. they were like,
3: you know, we all got to stick together to to defeat Michael, um and, and
0: then they, they have, all split up, and then <laughs> and they <laughs> split up in smaller groups. So like, yeah, all right, keep you guys breaking take that apart. street, you go there. I would have been like, yo, this guy's killed like fourteen people. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's kind of cool that Halloween ends. It comes out this, I mean, 20, what year is it again? Is it 2022 right now? No, it's 2021, uh, it's, right? Yeah, 2021. This year. No. Christ.
2: <laughs> it's coming it's okay, out next year, I don't know year, what you're so, either.
0: Yeah. So, that's going to be, like, a four-year jump, too. So, that's going to be kind of cool. It's not going to take place right after, so. Because they, oh, they can't drag this night any longer at this point. I'm like, is it four in the morning? What is it like, <laughs> it, it, it a
2: was a very long night. I
0: was like, how long has it been fucking Halloween? People
3: We're are just still copying uh,
2: the formula to 24. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, it was an hour later.
3: My ping, yeah. 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 It, so, was, it was uh, mixed feelings about it. I know James was disappointed. Um, this is like the one of my most scrap.
0: anticipated movies, man. Because um, they got delayed like a year or two.
3: I so. <laughs> like Jill's face saying, if like, this, this is your most
2: anticipated film. <laughs> <anticipated movie." laughs>
0: I like <laughs> horror films. Yeah,
2: I mean, to 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 James's credit, the first one was pretty damn good. It was fucking. First solid. one was
3: sur- a surprising uh, or technically uh, the sequel good film. to the first one.
0: The 2018 Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. I I yeah, rewatched it, it before this, which is probably a bad move because I was like, that's when it was good. And then I felt, if anything, Halloween Kills feels like the mid-Halloween movies that were like really trashy. Yeah. that's what this one reminded me of. So, up and job.
2: Bailey agrees. Well, um, Marco, that's that's what I've been watching. Okay. Sounds good. Except for Halloween kills, apparently. But, you know. <laughs> Win some, you lose some. Uh, so, I think I'll move on to our guest, our honorable guest, Jill.
1: Thank you. What have you been <laughs>
2: watching, reading, or playing?
1: Um. So, I finally talked my roommate into leaving handmaid's tale in the past we finished the fourth season um earlier this year hopefully for good right i'm never gonna watch it again i'm just i can't so we switched to a couple shows on hulu um the first one was nine perfect strangers which has nicole kidman uh, melissa mccarthy michael shannon um melissa mccarthy kind of steals the show in an ensemble cast, which was cool. Um, But it's about a, it's based on a book, which is cool. There are parts where you can really tell it's based on a book because it's like, I bet there's more to this that I don't know. You know, a couple times Mm -hmm. it kind of fell a little shallow to me. Um, But the premise is this holistic wellness retreat director, Nicole Kidman. She's super um, just ethereal and kind of creepy, but she has a wellness retreat where she recruits nine perfect strangers so you basically apply to be let into this retreat and then she's going to change your life um but it has a really good tone of like something creepy is happening (laughs) and you're like can't quite put your finger on it for a couple episodes um and then once you find out like what's going on behind the scenes it just kind of unravels um but it's eight episodes which i liked i thought it was a good amount um, to watch. And it, it sh- tells the story and the story's over in eight episodes. Um, I would definitely recommend it. The ensemble is great. There's a lot of comedic relief. There's a lot of suspense. Um, we really liked it. Um, I think the finale seemed a little rushed. So I'm like, searching for people who have also watched it because I'm like what do you think of the finale Um, but I haven't come across too many people which is surprising because I thought the trailer looked really good I was like waiting for it to come out on Hulu so um, that one is good Nine Perfect Strangers I would recommend and then the next one we just finished a couple days ago is called Cruel Summer Um, it's a Teenage kind of mystery drama, but it's about two girls played by Kiara Aurelia and Olivia Holt, which are both kind of newcomers, but I think they're good. Yeah. Um, it also has Sarah Dew, which from Grey's Anatomy, April Kepler, anybody Grey's Anatomy? Okay. The Bill would know this um, one. Like,
0: uh, yeah. 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 When
1: I said April Kepler, he's like nodding his head. Okay. Um, so <laughs> it's like, about, there are definitely like, valid trigger warnings before every episode it deals with kidnapping and grooming and like statutory rape or rape Um, so it it deals with serious topics but I kind of felt like it was almost educational in a way watching it as an adult if I was a teenager watching it I think I would be like shit like it's not normal for a adult to befriend me that way it just the grooming episodes were crazy is Um, it a drama or i thought it was a horror at first no it's not a horror it's kind of a mystery so the way that it's laid out is it takes place over the summers of 93 94 and 95 so pro tip there's a lot of 90s nostalgia in it (laughs) Um, of course that's in right now basically one girl um gets kidnapped and the other girl Might have known, but didn't know, but she says she knows. So it's like you don't know who's telling the truth. And the episodes kind of flip-flop whose perspective they're giving you. So it was a really interesting watch because my roommate and I would be like, she's lying, she's full of shit. And the next episode we're like... "Ah." who's lying (laughs) like okay well her dad believes her and like her brother seems to know something so it just I thought it it unfolded the story well um it was actually it's on Freeform so we watched it on Hulu but it was Freeform's biggest series debut ever so they it's like their most successful show right now um they renewed it for season two which I'm kind of confused about because I thought season one is 10 episodes but it does kind of unveil all of the the secrets so I like that it didn't leave any crazy cliffhanger it's a cute little 10 episode watch um, a lot of 90s nostalgia which we liked um, so I'd recommend both yeah I like them I'm
3: definitely going to check out Cool Summer because that sounds pretty interesting you know so
1: yeah we'll
3: pick that up
2: like it's <clears throat> yeah it seems like a, a, Nabil you asked if it was like a horror or something but it seems like those situations like they can be pretty freaking scary so yes. if they paint it that way it may, it, it sounds pretty interesting
1: yeah and and it unfolds nice i like being surprised they did a lot of good turns in it i thought um you know who's in it if you, do you guys watch cobra kai yes uh, yeah you know the guy who plays young john Kreese when he's in the army
0: you... i can't <laughs> the flashbacks yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, i don't quite recall but...
1: so he's in it and i think he does good too so um it has a good cast of people and I think they have good enough twists and turns. That's oh, okay. him. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're it.
2: listening, she just showed us a picture of him on Google. So, um, yeah, and like we're not a, hashtag not on YouTube.
1: Yes, I know you all weren't like preteens in the '90s, but the nostalgia factor is like what do you think very we good. Well,
3: Marco was a preteen in the '90s. Yeah. Here we here we or go. Here we go. Yeah, girl, I was. I None was. of you I was... were a
1: preteen girl. Is uh, what I well, I
2: mean. <laughs> He, Marco knew many hey, preteen girls in the in 90s. Here, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I liked it though. I liked We don't both. discriminate on this pod. Yeah. <laughs> both are better than Handmaids. <laughs> I,
2: I didn't oh, hear bold, about,
1: I heard bold word. about
0: the, the first one, the Nine Strangers, but I didn't hear about Cruel Summer as so. well. Yeah, that's a new one to me too. That one I can at least say.
1: Okay. I mean, I it's like a here. ABC freeform family free form, yeah.
0: Maybe that's
2: why. So it can't be that bad, right? No, <laughs> yeah. Given the Hulu some love, I, I like it. I, I mean, like it. they're Hulu, going Hulu's... hard
1: on the trigger warnings, though. I will say that. Yeah. But I liked it. It never, like, stuff. was horrible. That's what I'm watching.
2: All right. Guess guess uh, we got some good recommendations there. Uh, Nabil definitely jotted those down. So I, <laughs> I saw him looking down, typing, so. Staying I was looking them up. There. I was
0: like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Holt was in the show that I've watched, actually. So I was like, "That name sounds familiar."
2: So James, what have you been watching, reading, or playing?
0: I went with Mikey to watch the new Ridley Scott film, not House of Gucci that comes out next month. We watched The Last Duel. So uh, I don't know if you guys remember seeing the trailers for this one. I remember. I think I told Jill I saw this. She had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Matt Damon and his ambiguous English European are Matt Damon. I don't. Know he's what, got he's a uh, Theo Von yeah. though.
0: It just is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. So basically, it is the okay. based on the real life story of I'm gonna butcher some names here. Sir Jean de Carouge, played by Matt Damon, <laughs> uh, who whose wife basically, Marguerite, played by Jodie Comer, is. Um, in a way, I mean uh, I do spoiler. It, I mean she's, she's trailer, raped she's, by Jacques yeah. Ligaris, played by Adam Driver. And she's Matt Damons. She's raped by um,
1: Jacques Ligarus.
0: Trigger warning for this one too. <laughs> and it is not good.
1: I think the trigger and warning comes before, before. you before. Know? <laughs> <laughs> Dang Jill was
0: like, sorry, what? That's not on free form. What are you talking about? <laughs> Get that shit out of here. Sorry. It's but not family um, friendly. Um, Definitely not, but um, basically they, they they go to the king and they have a duel by the end of it all, so to kind of figure out, that, you know, because bo- both men are, you know, uh, Matt Damon's character is very, I mean, both it's basically like the egos of both men is so high that it just doesn't matter, it's like a woman's life is seen as property in it and such, and it's, you know, it's obviously a take on that, but it is based on a real event, this is the last duel that ever did happen in France, so.
2: That's kind of why I... Uh subtitled the movie "Fragile movie. Masculinity." So,
0: yeah, the
1: last duel that ever happened in France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what duel to kind, the kind death. of note did they end it on? I mean, uh, they were I like, mean, someone,
0: "Someone dies." More no, duels. I'll say that much. Someone no dies. more duels.
1: Okay. Yeah,
0: because of something that happens in it, which I won't say, but um, I will. I will say this much: it is shot really well. I don't know how really Scott can fit in, like two movies a year like he's like 90 isn't he like this is insane yeah and, i'm like, surprised he's he's been good. knocking him out he's and been it's doing like really good because really i mean like i wasn't joking like house of gucci really does come out next month and it looks like it's going to be like an oscar contender so yeah um i oh, sorry i forgot
3: <laughs> sorry. lady gaga i don't like lady um, gaga acting what
1: no she's done like one thing and I hated it. <laughs> did you? I did. Wow. Unpopular. House of I know. Maybe how bold it. words, Cotton. No, I've already seen the trailer, and I've seen too much.
0: Anyways, oh, um, it's dropping the cool. hate. I love it. This one has. um It's actually written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. By the way, just to let you know. So, I knew that
3: dynamic duo. Yeah, they back together.
0: Also, Ben Affleck is a lord in this one. His name is Pierre de Alisson on this one. And he's like a scene stealer in every scene he's in. He's fucking great. (laughs) I liked every scene he's in. He's just insane. Insanely talented and good. Like, he's it's nice to get sober. Matt Damon again, or Ben yeah. Affleck. So- <laughs> Both. <laughs> I feel like he was yeah. he sober during that time. I guess he would be. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been so. so th- uh, you can tell Eddie-wise. he's very fit too. He's very fit too. You can tell. I'm like he doesn't have the chubby. He's, he's keeping that yeah. Batman
3: body. Oh yeah. So like
0: the t- the movie though, one issue I had with it is that it is too fucking long. Like it's too. Not hours that they're supposed to be minutes. French,
2: but they're speaking with English accents.
0: Uh, yeah, but they kind of explain it in a way. Yeah, really, Scott's no. literally just like, "I'm not dealing with this shit." So, yeah. uh, it's told from three perspectives. I think that's where it kind of drags. For instance, like the part one is like Matt Damon's character's perspective, and then part two is Adam Driver's perspective. So you go back and then you see that oh. everything's not quite true. And then at the end, it's uh, Jodie Comer's perspective. And by that point, I looked over at Mikey and everyone in the theater. It was like already at two hours. i so like, fuck. It
1: you watch the same movie three times basically
0: in a way and then it's because the duel isn't the duel is hinted at in the beginning and then doesn't come back until the last 15 minutes you're like fucking christ but it's interesting to see the perspectives and and actually kind of determine what the actual truth is is why i think it actually still worked though it's really it's really well written so and uh, the dialogue's really good and it shows you the three different like i said perspectives of three different characters so in a way, interesting. I think it was worth a watch. Uh, definitely yes. wanted to keep. I think it was good that we watched it in theaters because if this is one of those movies where I was like not paying attention fully, I probably wouldn't have appreciated. it Or you as would much. have fallen asleep, you know. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but I mean, I did see it practically laying down. So we went and saw this at. Where did we see this? At? <clears throat> oh, we saw it at Brendan, actually, and those goddamn seats reclined the whole way. I was shocked. I was like, "Am I laying down, Mikey? Oh, my God!" Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun though. A little watch. Uh, if you're awesome. a fan of like really Scott or Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, anyone like that, or even Adam Driver's really good. So check it out. It's one of those kind of uh, period pieces, but it actually works out pretty well. So that's all, I, uh, that's all I'm going to talk about really. So what about you,
2: Marco? <laughs> wow. From, from that long list on, on your letterbox, that's all you're going to talk about?
0: <clears throat> yeah. No, just trying to keep it going. I know we got guests okay. here today. So. Wow.
2: Very humble of you, sir. I approve. Oh, on to me oh well <laughs> Marco
0: please
1: share <laughs> the time I, a little James bit of this I saved, saw you'll just pause <laughs>
2: yeah I know I saw I saw this uh, this small indie movie perhaps you've heard of it it's called uh venom let there be carnage just kidding <laughs> we already talked about that one um, no I saw a movie that actually that James has actually mentioned on the pod and I think he recommended and he gave it like three stars on his letterbox see pay attention uh, it's a 2019 horror film called The Vigil, and I saw this on Hulu. And <clears throat> I, I'm not going to go over the whole plot all over because I'm sure, James, go back to that episode and just listen to it. It's episode something, something, something. I can't remember when he mentioned it, but uh, ba- basically uh, it's about a, a Jewish man named Yakov who is um, appointed to be Shomer to a deceased person. And basically Shomer uh, is a protector, uh, and they watch over The body at night and make sure that no evil spirits or or demons bring harm to it and so he's staying at this dead person's house along with uh his widow the guy's widow who's sleeping upstairs and he basically tries to survive the night while a bunch of crazy shit happens around him and stuff um it, it was a pretty good watch i'm not gonna lie for for a low budget short movie it's like 90 minutes long if that's Dude, we pretty... could have
0: shot this movie.
2: <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> Basically. I mean, like it's, shot, it's like there it's like are shot parts that are t-
0: condo, like yeah. Oh,
2: okay. I mean, there are scenes that are shot on an iPhone and not a, not a, not a new one either. It looked like an older iPhone, so I think he had like the iPhone like ten or something on him. I was like, bro, it's twenty nineteen. What's wrong? So, it's it's cool how uh, it, it it deals with a lot of like uh, psychological stuff like it tries to like scare you with stuff moving in the background or with weird shit happening like he's uh, sitting in a chair and he's you know getting these weird phone calls and these weird texts that's you know start off like a normal person like someone he knows like he gets this chick's number and at some point he's like talking to her and she starts to uh, act heck of weird and say weird things to him and you know say that you know he's uh, something tragic in his past happened and they keep bringing it up and saying that it's his fault. Uh, and when they do show like the, the demon that's trying to like get him during the movie, it's actually pretty frightening. Not gonna lie. I was like, Oh shit. Cause uh, apparently like the, the demon uh, has its head backwards and can only like move backwards. It sounds funny, but it's kind of creepy when you actually see it. So I, I would say like, if you're, if you're into like horror movies is probably for you. However, it just depends on your taste. Cause like my, my date didn't really like the movie. she, she oh she was almost falling asleep and she was like, Hmm, not my cup of tea. And I was like, It's okay.
0: a bit of a slow burn, I would say.
2: Yeah, yeah, a bit of a slow burn. But I, I kinda liked it just because of the fact that it had a low budget and it actually the for its production it actually looked really good. And it's it's a short watch, you know, it's just something that happens like, you know, overnight, like one of those one of those things. Not something that's kind of stretched out over days. So um I'm kind of a fan of that. But yeah, check it out. It's streaming on Hulu. You know, if you subscribe, you can watch it for free. Nice little quick watch if you want to creep yourself out late at night, or if you're having trouble sleeping, though. <laughs> you know, not a good I mean, idea. I don't know if I recommend that if you had trouble sleeping. That might be. Like, oh. <laughs> you're like cool. Demons. For some people, anyways.
0: Time for night night.
2: <laughs> uh, aside from that, I also joined the bandwagon and watched uh, the new Netflix exclusive series, Squid Game, and. I know Mikey talked about this in the last uh, episode, but I didn't really listen to what he had to say because I didn't want any spoilers. I wanted to go in fully blind because so many people were talking about it and posting memes, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this shit means. So let me let me check it out. Let me just let me drink the Kool Aid, okay? And I did, and I liked it. Okay, it's actually pretty fucking good. Uh, That's actually when I stopped listening to Mikey. Is when he said uh, I actually really enjoyed it. I'm like, and I'm gonna stop. Because I mean, uh, to, it's, to, it's, to his credit, he did not my spoil it.
1: Off now then, he, yeah. he didn't it. spoil
2: <laughs> it, yeah. And I, and I, <laughs> I just to let you know, I've
0: only seen the first episode, so don't spoil
2: it, so. Oh no, no, this is complete spoiler free. But I mean, it's almost like a battle royale, really. But um, it's it's more like a, a battle survival, really, for each round. Kind of like a Hunger Games type thing, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, it's probably more like it. But it's yeah, it's it, a mix
3: between the two. Yeah. Did you
2: finish it,
0: Bill? You finished it, right? I did. Yep. Damn it. Sorry. Uh, it's yeah. It's I'll only it like nine episodes, too. Okay.
2: And it's, some it's of them are only some of them are only half hour long. But really, it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a couple. There is no defined time like limit on these episodes. They're all over like place. S- yeah. I and mean, the last
3: episode is long too. But each episode is is some of them are thirty minutes. Second to last
2: episode is like thirty minutes. Yeah. Oh, then what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. It's it it just depends. But it is a a South Korean show, so you gotta read subtitles. I know. I know. You yeah, actually gotta read. I but mean, um this could. is one of the reasons. I'm gonna be <laughs> honest.
3: I I actually did listen to a dub because my my wife really didn't want to pay too much attention to it, so I had to kind of do it as dub. How many ep- You finished it, it dubbed? It was really I amazing. heard fucking no, happy it's fucking
1: horrible dub. It's not happy that bad. Life.
3: Yeah. It it wasn't the worst. I've he- I've heard worse dubs, and I can tell you this was fine. <laughs> it is dub ghibli quality, but it's
0: fine. Is it dark dubs? I mean, did Bill try to dub that shit too? Remember? he's like,
3: oh, yeah, I know a... he he was I like was two like, episodes in. Yikes! But That's right. yeah, dark dark was pretty bad to do dub. But this show was fine. I, but I it's it's it fine.
2: filmed so well. They do a good job at with the exposition, with letting you get to know these characters and a little bit of the background. Yeah, all the all the stuff leading up to them being in this you know life or death situation. You get a little bit of of a slow reveal of this organization that's setting these these games up and the reason behind it and all and it's it's crazy because some of these games are so fucking simple and silly and you're like fuck and and they'll die if they fuck up i'm sitting there sometimes watching like i could do that i I could definitely do that but you got to think that some of these games are timed and if you don't do it under that time or if you mess up at any given moment like they fucking you know you're you're dead, basically, right? Those are the rules. So, I'd say if you are into these types of properties, where it's like, you know, a fight to the death, or uh, some strange, you know, organization type of thing that's kidnapping people and making them do weird things, and this is probably for you. Also, if you if you can handle violence, <laughs> this is for you because it's pretty fucking violent not gonna lie they don't hold back it's also not for the faint-hearted there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens like you might want to watch a comedy after you watch this show or some of these episodes but uh, the story is actually very well told and it it gives you enough each episode to to be like oh okay and then keep you also in in mystery like all right now now I want to find out what next so very well written, and I was gonna say that part of the reason I'm I'm glad I saw it and I'm glad it's very popular is because of the fact that it is a South Korean TV show, and uh, James and I and Nabil we've we've seen some South Korean movies that are like very you know very good. I mean, one of them won best movie of the year for Christ's sake, Parasite, and it it'll hopefully open people up to you know watch these types of movies, watch foreign film, and give them a shot because. I mean, there's more than just American cinema out there and some of these things are written pretty damn well, if not better. So check it out. It's on Netflix, only nine episodes. Um, Most of them are an hour long, but some of them are like half hour. So, um, aside from that, I did watch the Amazon prime documentary Val, which James also brought up on this pod. And I want to say that it is fantastic. If you are a huge fan of Val Kilmer, if you've seen any of his movies absolutely give it a shot it's it's filmed so well and he's it's it's not pretentious at all or anything like he's very humbled like when when you're watching this and it's crazy because i never knew like when when james mentioned that val kilmer had been filming his or documenting his life like throughout his entire career i never knew that and it's kind of cool to see that unravel and and learn a little bit more about him and his background but yeah check that out it's on amazon prime so if you subscribe then you know get it for free it's uh not too long so it's quite enjoyable but yeah that's pretty much all i've been watching
0: awesome we got a nice plethora of uh shows there didn't we guys and gals so let's move on to the meat of the episode guys and get into our review of dune
1: the outsiders ravage our lands their cruelty to my people
0: is all I've known.
1: So you're going tomorrow? Yes, I'm going to with the advance, team. I'd like you to take me with you. Are you trying to give me court martialed
0: Can I trust you with something? I've been having dreams about a girl falling in battle.
4: Felt like a vision. Dreams make good stories. When everything important happens when
2: we're awake. To the future of House Atreides.
3: You have to be ready.
2: There is no call we do not answer. There is no faith that we betray. They're not human, they're brutal.
3: What if I'm not, Dad? You'll still be the only thing I ever needed you to be. Come on! My son.
0: bloodline ends forever. Kill them all. This is an extermination. They're picking my family off one by one. Only together...
2: ...can we stand a chance. Let's fight like demons.
3: Dune. This is the 2021 version, everybody, because there was a a, a previous one. <laughs> this uh, film has an 83% Rotten Tomatoes score. It's a feature adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy. The Spice. Directed by Denis Villeneuve. it was really, really
0: um, good looking people. Sorry, go ahead. It was, yeah. Directed <laughs> by
3: Denis Villeneuve. Uh, Villeneuve. Uh, he directed Sicario, Arrival, and uh, one of my favorites, Blade Runner
0: 2049.
3: Mm. This is also written by John Spates. He's written Dr. Strange from 2016 and Passengers. Uh, it was also written in part with uh, Denis Villeneuve and Eric Roth. Eric Roth has also done Forrest Gump, Unit, and uh, The Star is Born. Uh, Again, this is based on the novel by Frank Herbert. Released just recently over the weekend, October 22nd, in theaters. And it's also concurrently on HBO Max because Warner Brothers says we want to make money any way we can. So, uh, big list of stars here. Starting with Timothy Chalamet as Paul Atreides. Rebecca Ferguson as Lady Jessica Atreides. Oscar Isaac as Duke Leto Atreides. Jason Momoa as Duncan Idaho. uh, Stellan Skarsgård as Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. Stephen McKinley-Henderson as Thufir Hawat, Josh Brolin as Gurney Halleck, Javier Bardem as Stilgar, Sharon Duncan Brewster as Dr. Late Kynes, Sheng Shen as Dr. Wellington Yu, Dave Bautista as Beast Robin Harkinon, uh, David Mulchin as Peter DeVrace, Zendaya as Chana- Chani, sorry, <laughs> Charlotte Rampling as Reverend Mother Mohiam, and Babs Olufsen,
2: Moken as Jaime's. Wow, oh, yeah. Nabil, you mm-hmm. deserve all the yeah. praise right now because I was it. I was sweating the whole time you were reading those names.
1: <laughs> I was like, I, I was reading ahead, like, please get these. I exotuses. had the
2: sweaty butts the whole time, <laughs> oh, man. Gosh. I was just like, oh shit, here we go.
1: Sorry, yeah,
2: very it. creative names. Very creative names. Thank
0: Between you. Between his unibomber glasses, Nabil is sweating. <laughs> <laughs> He has killed before. He will kill again. Okay. Oh, no. I like my glasses.
3: James is hating because he like has to wear contacts. So. Oh,
2: thank you, James. Oh, man.
3: So there, this isn't the first attempt, of course, I was mentioning. There was a film before, but there was actually other iterations of, of the series, uh, of the book. I'm sorry, trying to be adapted into some kind of uh, television or film media. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever seen any of them. We have, of course, the 1984 uh, film by David Lynch. Uh, we also have the TV shows from 2000, which was do- titled Dune, um, as well as the one that I actually have watched, which is called Children of Dune in 2003, and that one stars James McAvoy, um, which I had forgotten about until until I started reading up on this and said, "Oh yeah, I did see the show." How, how many times um, does
2: he cry? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: not that many, actually. Um, so, have you guys seen any any of the other ones? either the movies or or the old tv shows james is not in his head james so what have you i'm assuming you've seen the movie right
0: yeah i've definitely seen the. i mean i own the movie so and i watched it recently i watched it like two months ago right so yeah um and did it hold up i mean it made me understand this movie a lot better to tell you the truth i mean but oh, i wouldn't good. recommend watching it if you want to be surprised I know what part two is going to be like, so don't watch it if you don't want to be right. Because the first
3: film basically crams that it's entire into book into so
0: yeah, like the whole there's a like montage sequence that like covers a lot of like time that this one was, so it's like, oh shit, hence Whitefield. Uh, I, sorry, go ahead.
1: I went in blind, I haven't seen any of it.
0: No, you. Yeah, sent me
1: Like YouTube videos of what to watch to catch. I'm like, no, you were I'm like, what She's do like, I need
0: to good. know well, before? Well, I'm, I'm like, like, I don't know.
1: It's basic yeah. Place. And you never know, especially when it's based on a book. It's like, I hope they, they explain what I need to know, but I think it, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it did fine on its own. I haven't, I,
0: I always remember, do you guys remember this? Marco Deville, like somebody like approached us before after a movie and told us about the dude TV show. Yeah. Do you oh, guys remember this yeah, at the dude, theater? Yeah. And he was like, "You guys should find it something." Like, okay, cool, thanks, guy. yeah I don't know what fucking <laughs> movie it was. Was it Midsummer? I swear to God, it was, it was something Bittemper. like that. I think and it the dude was came Bittemper. up and Bittemper. told us about the Dune TV shows. I was like, I had no idea, man.
2: Hella random. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird because I was watching. Well, I don't know if it was at the time or after, but I was watching some of those videos that explain the story of Dune and stuff, and kind of the promise and everything so there's a lot
0: going on yeah so yeah but yeah, well, what about
3: I, what about the book have you guys
2: read the books at all i know i haven't read the book i've only like there's read and, and and i heard seen videos dead. on the synopsis i've seen the movie though yeah there's
3: a first trilogy um with the original author and then the son carried mm-hmm. over for the last trilogy that was done a couple of decades ago yeah, so there's a big trilogy, but the the film series are going to be focused on essentially the first um, book, I think it is, or something. So, or go, go ahead, Marco. You were you were adding on to that.
2: Oh no, just the, I also saw the old movie with with Sting, and uh, yeah, who's not in this film? I'm not no, sure yeah, I no. Know. Sting this is not in this line. movie. But uh, I think I I kind of liked it as a kid. It was kind of weird. I guess I like that weird shit. My brother and I would watch it a lot randomly because it would um, pop up on TV or on HBO and. Uh, Very early David recently. Lynch, you know. I'll say he, this
0: was, he was Kyle McLaughlin really actually is not bad in that movie. Yeah, I, I've you know.
3: never actually seen the original film, but let me ask: Was he supposed to be a kid? Because he looked old in that film. No, he supposed <laughs> to be the, like his.
0: He was in his like his twenties. Yeah, in his twenties. Okay, that yeah, because he did this way before, like ten years before <laughs> Twin Peaks. Man, yeah, you yeah. Know?
2: I do remember that. I liked the first half a lot better. So,
0: and they're like they got pretty cool people, like you know, like Kearney's, like. Patrick Stewart and
2: shit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, people it, so. of the time. It yeah. had a really good ensemble too for the time. All right, and Sting. No one knows why, but Sting was. Dude, right.
0: I can't wait to see who the cast is the Sting character. Me and too. To <laughs> I can't because he's he's like, he's so wild and that fucking <laughs> <He's movie>. crazy.
4: <laughs>
0: I hope it's a musician too. It's just to fuck with people. I'm like, wait, why? Oh,
3: dude, <laughs> that be hilarious. <laughs> it it. Or it's Sting himself. He could be there. I know he's supposed to be much I, younger, but I actually fine.
2: hope it's Rami Malik. So.
3: Oh God. That'd That'd be be wild. So, so (laughs) let's move on into just talking about this film um, and our thoughts about it in general. And and Jill, since you're the guest, and you know you you judge all things Timothy Chalamet, please (laughs) share your thoughts in a few sentences about what what you thought this was.
1: Yeah. So I, this was my first IMAX movie ever. Oh wow! Just a moment of gratitude for that. Um, That this is a good
3: film to see it in. Then yeah,
1: I remember thinking like I. I can't imagine this on a smaller screen. I know there's a lot of press that's like watch it on the biggest screen possible so I would agree with that. Um, Going in blind especially I wanted to be able to comment on if the plot holds up on its own and I thought it did. I was able to follow what was happening able to follow the different parts and the different families even the different planets Um, so I liked it. I liked um, the plot and the the story as a whole.
3: Very cool. Well, James, what were your thoughts?
0: I liked it a lot too. Um, yeah. I think it's one of those movies that I don't know. You guys know that, like Denny Villeneuve, like, like I don't, I wasn't a big fan of uh, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. No, no one knows why You're or Arrival. Oh, I mean, it's it, yeah, not that one either. I, I think his best movie still is Prisoner. So uh, this is probably a close second, though. I really liked it a lot. I thought the visuals. It wasn't as visually stunning as, let's say, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. But I don't think it... You know, it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be like Desolate. It's a desert planet. And right. I love the the cast. The all-star cast of this one is great. I think it all came together well. I agree with Jill. I, uh, the story, I thought, would still be confusing. Just thinking of how... You know, I keep saying dense. But, like, the movie's really dense. Like, with knowledge. And you can tell, like, there's a lot of stuff that they don't over-explain. Which I actually appreciate it. It's kind of just, like, a given. So, overall, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I'd recommend it, too, on a big screen. It's one of those films that just... It just... I don't know. It's just it's one of those big movies. It's like back to the movies, I guess, but it's it's great.
3: I'm sure, James, you saw it on the biggest screen that there is available. I'm probably yeah, sure I saw it. On miles Netflix. and miles to see it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. saw it
2: always too. So <laughs> what about you, uh, Marco? What were your thoughts on this? It, it was epic, man. It was fucking fantastic. It was everything I expected it to be, pretty much. I'm a I'm a huge fan of Denis Villeneuve. Like I love all his movies that I've seen so far. Arrival's one of my top favorite movies of all time and like you nabil i also loved blade runner 2049 i mean it's my twitter background so it's uh still incredible in that's fact that's it, it that's that's peak fandom right there <laughs> i mean that movie yeah this director has a keen eye for cinematography and it shows uh all all his movies have this weight to them like they feel everything feels real and that's one of the things I loved about this movie it's like you you actually feel immersed into it but yeah it was fantastic man I saw it in IMAX also just you got to see it in IMAX man at at least if it's I mean if you feel up to it you know go for it because it it really deserves to be seen on, on IMAX so, yeah, it was well, like you did a I... pretty
0: good showing on your phone too. It's <laughs> not <laughs> so well, It, it was, was on HBO it Max, you guys? Like,
2: it was, it was like leaked the week before it was released too. But oh, I met what, what...
1: someone at a concert who leaked, watched it leaked, and I was like, oh god, a plague on all of your houses because <laughs> dead <laughs> too. Yeah. They were like, dead oh, we star. watched it halfway, the... and I was like, no, you're part of the fucking problem, yeah. sir. <laughs> if you're listening Damn. to this, go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Strong
2: keep words, listening but fair. Yeah. yeah, and so and subscribe, please. And so the, <laughs> and the, the bill. What What about you, man? What do you
3: think? So I wasn't as fortunate as everybody to see it in IMAX. I saw it in uh, digital and in a regular. Go theater. ahead and uh, plug okay. that okay. mic. St- yeah, we'll go, or we're done. For the rest of the <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we, we apologize to our fans. Too. Sorry, but you know, I, as as typical, my family wanted to see it, and not everybody's into the IMAX, so we saw it in a regular theater. It's fine, I I enjoyed it nevertheless.
1: A man of just sacrifice, <laughs> what
3: you know, for the family. You know? mm-hmm. It was a uh, it it was fine for what I saw it in quality. I mean, the picture was still really clear. Uh, the visuals were amazing. I know we'll talk about that in more detail, but um, the film itself was better than I anticipated it being. I thought I was gonna get lost in the plot because that's my mo. But I got into
0: it. I understood it. I actually it. halfway through, I was like, I wonder how confused. <laughs> for this. Just, I was just taking mental notes. Like, oh, you know, I got too many this. things going on in my head. He's on, I, if he's he on Wikipedia
2: minutes, on his, I, yeah. on his oh, right watch.
0: No, I,
3: I, I kind of followed through. It was pretty good. I was surprised. It is a very slow-paced film. I'll give it that. Um, yeah, but it didn't over. feel like it was long. There just wasn't a lot of action and that's intentional, I think, because he's doing that first part of the book and there isn't a lot of action in it. Um, so It gave us enough time to understand the world and i felt good to actually know what was going on and motivations behind each character um and you know i can't wait to to see a sequel to to get in all the the real fight scenes that are expected to happen and the other action parts of it so yeah it was a great film um so speaking of the plot i did say it was a little bit slow paced in my opinion and the plot is there's a lot of lore a lot of build-up but you know let's just ask marco Was it easy for you to follow? Were you able to to really understand everything that was going on?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, like I mentioned earlier, I'd watched videos about the premise of Dune. Not just the first book, too, but pretty much all of them leading into uh, God Emperor of Dune.
3: So do you think that helped? Like, was that something that you needed in order to get through it? Or do you feel that the film was fine? Because Jill was saying earlier that you felt that was kind of good on her own. But do you think that it was?
2: I I don't think it's necessary. I think that it does a really good job. I saw it with my uh, buddy, Sonny, friend of the pod. Shout out, Sonny Garcia. And, um, like, he had no idea about Dune. Like, he'd never read the books, doesn't know a fucking thing, never saw the that old movie. That blows my mind. I
0: saw Sonny's tweet, and I'm like, how did you... Sonny, you're... A yeah. Person, <laughs> how the
2: fuck do you... And he was, <laughs> he was able to follow to. along. I, I do think that there are some minor details that they don't, like, fully explain, specifically with the Spice Melange. So... Spice Melange. Yeah, which is its full name, which I don't know if they really mentioned in the movie or not. But anyway, they don't actually say the word "melange" in the movie. No, it's just they spice. just call it spies to simplify. But I mean, shit like that, you know, that you wouldn't. It's not necessary. But I mean, if you're like a super fan or really intrigued by the story, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, it's easy to follow. So I think like the best way I described this movie was it's it's Game of Thrones in space. You know, like where even Game of Thrones, like it's. You know, sometimes slower pace and stuff. And if you go into it that way, it's easier to understand the story because you're you're expecting all that exposition. You know, that's leading up to like the larger battles and stuff, and it makes it easier to follow because you set your brain up to that rather than expecting this huge, like sci-fi, you know, action spectacle. So, yeah, I I'd say it was pretty, you know, simple to follow. Yeah, and and to kind of jump off of that as
3: well. You know, I thought it was a very it, it feels very fresh for a, a, f- a book that's you know quite old at this point mm-hmm. um, to see and I know this film this book series I think was part of the influence on some of the other modern sci-fi films uh, or quote modern like Star yep. Wars at the time that helped influence that as well um, yep. but it did feel kind of like a very fresh look of something and I think uh, Denis Villeneuve's uh, portrayal of it really kind of helped re-re-re- re- uh, re- integrate this into the the forefront of pop culture and to get everybody into it because obviously the film did really well and it's, it's justifying it for a sequel and it's opening weekend. Um, but I think that that was a... It, it was different than what I've, I feel like we've seen in some of these other kind of sci-fi epics. Yeah, he's, uh, Jill, he's a what visual were your, master. Yeah. yeah, Jill, what were your thoughts on the plot since, like you said earlier, you had gone in blind? Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the pacing and, and, and just the film overall? Yeah.
1: Um. I liked it I I, one thing I would say about the plot I had kind of an epiphany in the middle of like this is the baddest bad guy and the goodest good guy I've seen in a while so where like the Harkonnen were so fucking evil that I'm kind of sick of like oh well the villain has another side to him like those stories I think are getting played out that I liked the like pure evil this guy is completely vile They're all just killers, you know, and I obviously didn't read the book. So that shit, second side could be coming. (laughs) But I kind of thought it was refreshing to see like true good and true evil. Um, And I agree that it seemed kind of current. I mean, people showing up to a land and taking it for its resources is current and as old as time at the same time so um i thought it was very relevant um i thought it was easy to follow um i was down with the pacing of it i think the flashbacks and the visions and stuff that um you know are in some of the trailers of timothy chalamet's character having a vision i think that kind of sped up in little spurts that either something was about to come or like something's brewing so i think it wasn't too slow for me um, I will say it speeds up if you have to pee. Um, because <laughs> <I think laughs> literally halfway I think to the movie I was like okay do or die girl we are not peeing and I think no one in my theater got up to pee. Um, so that kind of slowed it down and sped it up in some ways but um, yeah I thought the p- plot was great no complaints.
3: That's a very fair point. I felt the same, especially like the last 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, God, how long to longer? Because I didn't feel that way during James Bond and No Time to Die. And that was just as long of a film. But this one, I was like, oh, really got to go. I, I, I dipped.
0: Marco knows I dipped. Yeah, I yeah, was like an hour and a is... half in. Like seven people got up. I was like, I got to go.
2: I had to fill him in on like seven minutes that he missed. I was like, all right, this is what happened. There was
0: a line. I came back and said, what happened? He's like, um, this guy came back.
3: What what about you, James? On just a thought to the plot overall, how did you feel about this film?
0: It was cool. I mean, I know like a lot more than I should already know, so I mean, I, it wasn't like mind blowing. Like oh, like, "What's going on?" But you know, there's there's more to it than what you think might be happening too in the plot at this point. So I know part two will probably show a lot more, especially because you know the emperor is pretty much playing two people you know if you think about right if
3: if the harkonnen is uh you know the baron specifically is supposed to be the ultimate is the bad guy right i think the emperor is the ultimate bad guy he's like he's like the palpatine and like yeah he's He's the puppet master he's yeah
1: yeah
0: because he's getting these two people together because of the you know the prophecy and what was supposed to happen between these two families which didn't happen so right in a way the little finger Yeah, so in a way. There's there's a lot more to it, but I liked it. But like you said, though, Neville, it is slow paced. It is a slower (laughs) burn, but I didn't mind it, though. Well, so and
3: to kind of jump into the slow pace of it, there's also the visuals, which is what Denny Villeneuve is is really famous for, the cinematography and the special effects. Um, And we did have a lot of still shots. We had a lot of landscaping shots. I mean, I, I know it's a desert, but... I didn't know a desert could look so beautiful. You know, it's been a while since you've been able to see a film like that. Since, like, Lawrence of Arabia, where you can actually look at the desert and say, huh, I might actually want to be there one day.
0: <laughs> <Kind of thing. laughs> they bill sent me a text said, I want to ride a land worm. That's it. You what know...
3: it was it's it's part of my people they're talking about the berbers you know it's all part of the sub-sahara kind of things i was like this all looks familiar to me i've been here before but we won't talk about that let's let's talk about what what were your thoughts on the visuals james how did you feel about what uh choices he made in this movie it
0: looked good the visuals yeah. were nice. The talking like you said, uh, watching IMAX, you get really the, the a lot. Of, a lot of scenes were shot in IMAX. It does do Please the. Describe it for me because I didn't get to see it in IMAX. So help it does me do the aspect it. ratio differential during certain scenes, and I, I liked when it's showing it like a lot of people and showing that off, and then like you know when they're in those little, I mean, what was it like dragonfly looking things and then yeah. of each other and then, yeah. uh, like I said though, it's not as visually stunning as his other movies. I think, but it's made like that on purpose but it's it never overdoes anything too and i, I like the whole like kind of how even like when they get to the city there and it's just like desolate and it's like sands everywhere and it's like it's got a cool vibe to it all so
3: yeah i will say
0: it did did it
3: i don't know how much of it really was special effects and how much was practical effects but it, for the most part, felt like a lot of it looked real. Like look- I know that they had... I can't, for some reason, remember the name of the, the Dragonfly ship. There's a specific name for it. They actually um, made one from what I heard. Yeah, they actually made yeah. a real one, right, to kind of use as well as yeah. for prototype and for which some of the shots. True. Yeah, and so it it really did look pretty cool. I think the weirdest thing that was shown was the force field, which they did a good job for what it was supposed to be, but it took look me at, a while to get used to what it was. Look at the
0: 1984 yeah. one in the new yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure... They're literally block people. Like eh, we're in blocks. Shit. It's like oh no. <laughs> interesting <laughs> idea. And,
3: and I think that that was kind of interesting that they that they like as far as the lore. And I don't know what you guys' thoughts are. I'll, I'll probably ask you, Marco, in regards to just the combat part of it. But those shots, the scenes that were shot, because you know, they have a force field and that's supposed to help with like really kind of bullets and everything. So it forces them to do hand-to-hand combat, which makes it much more of the, there. There's a bit of a finesse to the fighting scenes because of that. Um, it's more, you know, because it's, it's kind of an old style thing now because they're all protected from the bullets. What did you think about those kind of action scenes that were there, especially like with Jason Momoa and uh, with, with, with Dave Bautista's character, like some of those scenes that they
2: played with the, uh, uh, in the film? I loved them. I thought that they were choreographed pretty well. And the fact that I had the background knowledge of these force shields and why they had to use <laughs> them like that helps. Because in the books, like, if, if, if something, those, those force shields are, they're nuclear powered. So that's why they have to use like swords and getting up close and stuff and, and kill you. And that's, they, they explained it very well, where it's like, it's got to be like a very slow blade that kills you. Like, Yeah. So you got to get up and close and personal, and it's like spacefaring swordsmen. So it made it it made it interesting. You know, it's like they have all this vast technology and stuff, but at the same time, they got to resort to the old school. And I felt that it did a great job at depicting that, and it it I felt that it was done better. It's like James said, if you watch the old one, I mean, (laughs) this is a vast improvement, and it was cool to kind of, you know see that you know if it's blue that means you know it's protecting them and if it's red oh shit something happened and they did a good job at um at showing that and real quick on like on the visuals like like i said this director is a master at at visuals and i like that at some points it looked sort of retro in a way it's it wasn't shiny or uh, extravagant like blade runner 2049 was it, it 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 did enough for what it was supposed to do and set the tone for the movie um and and like the perfect like colors for it and it, it was some of the best like special effects that I've seen in a movie in a very long time and I'm like this is the standard this is how it should be don't make it look like shit basically so
3: yeah and there wasn't a need for technology in this but that's part of the future right is that mm-hmm. technology is is kind of not something that they are using anymore, um, except for where they absolutely need to use some of the practical versions, but most of, it, most of it's even mechanical, yep. or where it makes sense. They don't have any AI or anything like that, and um, there's there's a reason for that, which yeah. we won't kind of discuss to spoil it for anybody who has, who doesn't know much about the story itself, but um, that, I think, helps with that aesthetic it of the retro too. feel. And <laughs> the spice, yeah, and involves spice. Yeah. But you know, visuals aside and the plot, let's talk about the acting. There's a big cast; it's it's very vast and and the different skills and and what everybody brings to the table. Um, but we really got to know the real answer to this question, and we're going to go to Jill for this about how did Timothy Chalamet really fare here in this film?
1: Um, I thought he did great. So I kind of have my own grain of salt to take it with because I consume Timmy media so i like see him as timothy chalamet believe it or not so when i see him i'm like is he doing good is he doing good because i have a hard time like actually getting the full experience because i see timothy chalamet first so i think he did a really good job especially with the um it's in the trailer but when he puts his hand in the box i think like that amount of acting of like it was very believable and very like in depth, and I think he put his foot in that scene. Um, so I thought he did great. Yeah, I thought I thought that was ensemble. a great scene. Yeah,
3: yeah, I, I think that was actually a really good scene for him because I'll be honest, I've seen Timothy Chalamet in, in plenty of films, but I think he's an okay, he's a fine actor, but I've never really felt you know, anything as as powerful from him and seeing him in that scene where you can easily overact and really oversell the whole thing and be like, Okay, we get it, you're in pain. Yeah. Like it was very subtle. Mm-hmm. The pain it, it was a uh, very clear portrayal. I felt like I had my hand in there the whole time. Like yeah. I don't know what's I was about that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I think that was a really good scene for him, mm-hmm. um there. What about like Stellan Skarsgard? You know, he was the Baron, he had all that makeup on. Do you how, what did you think about his performance as a baron?
1: I think he was amazing which was grotesque and scary and vile but i think his um his portrayal was good like i hate him <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, what?
3: these guys are laughing because of the other film and wow. the uh, person who played the baron and how the, i don't know who played him but just how they depicted him it's not the same look at all yeah no so this one's I, way
1: better yeah but, i yeah. think i've seen like some of it or like clicked past it on HBO. So I've seen how ridiculous some of the movie from the 80s was. Um, but I thought he did great. I also thought um, the the main killer guy. What's his name? Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista? Yeah, uh, I thought he did beast. good too. Yeah. yeah. And he was the bridge of hotness to where like, okay, <laughs> one, of, one of the evil guys is kind of hot for that. So um, I thought the cast itself was good and anyone attracted to men has just a feast. plenty of eye candy huh? oh my god oscar <laughs> isaac
3: Woo! oh oscar isaac was peak oscar isaac oh and he was god. naked in the scene i'm like Thank okay you. i'm even into this yes. yeah I was, okay. I was into it yeah i was
0: like i've shared the same air with this man yeah
3: <laughs> well what about you james what were your thoughts on um the performances in this film
0: it's cool anything stand out for you um, Timothy Chalet is showing that he can lead a movie, which is cool. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's been in other movies before, but a lot of times he's supporting casts and it's nice to see that he's, you know, uh, Rebecca Ferguson, too, was great. She he's, was good, and I'm always 50-50 on her. Yeah. She's cool. I like her. She's, she's really solid in this one. It's like, it's on Jules, like, it's almost like a mother-son relationship, you know? Because mm-hmm. his well, mom I mean, has a lot to, yeah, his mom, his mom has a lot to do with the plot, you know, and, yep, right. Uh, Jason Momoa was awesome. He's just Jason Momoa. Um, He
3: he brought a lot of levity to the film, I think, which was nice. He he kind of helped, you know, quote unquote. He was the bro, man.
0: The
2: bro in space.
0: Dude, he yelled out, "My man!" like twice, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) The the body taps. How many body taps did he do? I don't know. (laughs) I lost count after three
0: uh for dave bautista i i don't think they use him enough in this part he'll probably be a lot more prominently featured in the next movie i'm assuming yeah because he has a much bigger role because he was supposed to be the guy that was supposed to marry to one of the treaties so it's one of those things where you know he has a his his past is a lot it's probably gonna be brought up a lot more through sure, the other ones so uh but yeah everyone's pretty solid uh zendaya i gotta bring it up like it's barely in the movie
3: yeah she's and not really in the film. promoting
0: the shit out of this movie i just was like no way! They're gonna cut it right here. Uh, so it's because like...
3: she draws a she draws the people in. That's why. But she, she is. definitely
1: is a. And she's Timmy's counterpart, and they're the same age. Yeah. and It's pronounced Dea. Yeah. Endaya.
2: And they they the want to they want to make sure they get the sequel going, man. Because yeah. she's probably definitely gonna yeah. have a bigger part there. Oh, oh so no, she definitely should have
0: a bigger have role so. in the second yeah. part. Yeah. yeah. But so yeah, for the most part, um, solid cast. I mean, I'd, and, nobody was terrible.
3: Any and any call outs for you, Marco? As far as performances, anything to stand out?
2: Uh, I I agree with Jill and James. I, everyone was fantastic in this movie. I don't think there was one bad performance in this at all. But that's, again, uh, Dennevin knew that's how he is. He he brings out the best of everyone, no matter how big or small the uh, the the role is. But yeah, Timothy Chalamet was fucking fantastic. I I liked his chemistry with Rebecca Ferguson uh, as his as his mother as Jessica. I thought that they were. Screen sealers Whenever they were, they were on screen, I I loved how they communicated, how they truly felt like they they had a bond. And this definitely makes up for uh, the last Rebecca Ferguson movie that I saw that was total fucking trash. Reminiscence. <laughs> Stay away from that fucking movie. Uh, <laughs> watch this one instead.
3: I, I thought that film was okay. Uh, but, she you know, does yeah, a yeah.
2: thousand <laughs> times better than this one. Like I was like, all right, I'm she was. Fa- I'm your fan again. And, uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård was great as Baron Harkonnen. He's just, he's fucking evil, and uh, it's like what Jill said, pure pure fucking one hundred percent evil. And there are people like that even in this world. And it, it he did, it, the movie does a great job at showing like the different uh, economic casts in in this in this movie, and showing that you know these are super fucking rich assholes that are you know stomping on the very poor. From like the he, galaxy. I like yeah. How he was able to display that. Momo was fun, you know, Josh yeah. Brolin was, you know, Josh Brolin, you know. <laughs> I wish there was more of him. Yeah, and I totally forgot Javier Bardem was in this. I thought I saw him in the trailer, it but I wasn't sure. Because he's
0: playing himself as well. <laughs> yeah. He is kind of playing himself,
2: very stoic. <laughs> yes. Is he yeah. playing with
0: his feet?
2: And I was like, what? What's and uh, I, I agree, Sindaya, you know, was, it was definitely a misdirect. It was really more of Lady Jessica than it was of, you know, yeah. um, her
0: character. What about the spider creature that they told to leave? Fuck
1: or- that thing! <laughs> <laughs> it's I do not so want a Why does it have human hands? One. That, was,
2: that yeah. was just me in a suit. Sorry, I I asked knew me to be it. an extra.
1: <laughs> it, it was a very pulp fiction moment.
3: Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, I
2: was yeah. like, Why is this uh, well,
3: let's before we go into spoilers, let just talk about our rating of the film and uh, see if we recommend it or not. But I feel like everybody's kind of given that answer already. Let's we'll start with uh, you, James. What were your uh, what's your rating on this film? I give it a four out of five stars. All right. And Jill, what about you?
1: I'm going five. Fuck it.
0: Five stars?
3: Wow. All right.
2: All right. Uh, Marco? I'm going with four and a half. There's and there's a reason four I enough. took a half off on there, which I'll say in, in spoilers. Jill just rolled her eyes. Okay. I get <laughs> is it. it. Is it, it Timothy Chalamet? I don't know. What is what else? Could be? No, no. Can I'll, I'll, I'll say it in spoilers. What it is. What he what, had to pee. That's why. <laughs>
3: Uh, no, not he missed a good part of the film he's like that would have bumped it up if I saw it nah, I, now, uh, I I gave it a 4 as well uh, and of course I think we all recommend this film from those ratings um, so again we're going to go into spoiler section in a moment so if you haven't seen the film we really haven't talked too much about the details of the plot uh, if, you've, if you've read the book or seen the other shows you probably have a general idea um, but it is convoluted there's a reason why it's called an unfilmable film and a book and yet it's being uh, it's They did a pretty good job here, so um, easy to get into, worth a watch. Definitely want to see it in IMAX. If you can, Mm -hmm. don't be like me and (laughs) see it in a normal format. But if that's the only option you have, watch it anyways. Uh, Try not to watch it at home. Uh, But if you don't want to go into spoilers and you want to save it for yourself, please move on forward to our outro. We'll tell you what we'll be watching in a little bit. Um, Otherwise, give us a sec, and we'll go into a bit more detail of the film. All right, so spoiler section, let's talk about the ending, um, which kind of just ends. Um, and that's, I think that the key part of the takeaway of the film is that it, it opens it up to a sequel. But, you know, James, I actually want to ask you because I, I didn't know it was a question, but was there an actual chance that there wasn't going to be a sequel? Because just yeah. in the beginning starts as a part one.
0: Yeah, there was. So. Uh, as you guys know, Hollywood runs on money, and if things don't make money, you don't get a sequel. As we have seen with, uh, I mean, god damn, how many movies have just not gotten a sequel to? Them? A lot, yeah, quite a few. But did all Super of them end like that? It,
1: does, I guess it doesn't matter, but it. Yeah, those it are ended Le- that as a, like
0: the Allegiant movie sure ended like that. Allegiant did. Remember that? It. And they're like, we're going to do a show now. And then what's your? But those films were Aaron terrible. And <laughs> Rogers' wife so. was like, "Fuck no, guess we're not getting those." So. um <laughs> mario brothers no I'm just kidding wow um <laughs> koopa's bad how, how dare you i was like man uh, as the, a kid i was like can't wait for that sequel that my parents were like this came out nine years ago the the daredevil wait, movie
2: with uh, ben affleck
0: i mean Electra, bro it did get a sequel <laughs> you tell me. um yeah so like that's the reason i gave it four it, it's not a complete story so no can't give a movie five stars if it's not complete
3: yeah and and i thought they were going to i honestly thought they were filming it like they were doing kind of a la lord of the rings right just all the films together but i i guess that's not the
2: case it it kind of ends like lord of the rings in a way like the fellowship of the rings where it's just like you know okay we're going this way now you know it's like oh all right although they, i mean that big flashback that he had i mean that could have been the ending too it just would have been like and then he just wakes up and it's like.
0: I almost feel like they should have ended as soon as he met them and not gotten into that fight with uh, Jamis or whatever his fucking name is. Yeah, I thought that would have been a stronger ending. Truth mm. be told,
1: I don't think so.
3: I think that was I think that was a good ending. I mean, what were your thoughts on it, Joe?
1: I I was glad that um, Paul got to prove himself. I think when his mom answered the question, like, is he toying with him, and he's she's like, he's never killed a man before. So I think like it was a good. Um, you know path to cross like okay now he's killed a guy <laughs> like so yeah he, you know in terms of measuring how you prove yourself like i thought it ended on the note of like this shit's about to get real he's now yeah, but i felt like that
0: that would have been a strong start to an arc too on the second part is what i'm getting at
1: yeah i just think i would have felt a little more cheated if it was like oh he's now met zendaya who's all over the trailer and then he's got this crazy flashback, flashback or vision or whatever they are. And then the movie ends. But see that that fight, My that fight is the reason that I
2: is with part Luke. of the reason I took half a star off is because I felt that fight could have been a little bit more intense. Yeah, it, I, That's it, why I
0: felt it felt like the beginning of something. That's why. Yeah. I, it literally it's, it's, could have ended on the scene where the worm is staring at him, and it could have cut to credits, and I would have been like, "Oh shit!" Like, okay,
2: yeah, Truthfully, okay, yeah. The Shy Hulud.
3: <sighs> i i could feel that too i think that 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 would be my one criticism is that fight uh, about the fight was that yeah. it just i wanted it to feel more intense too like it i don't know if maybe that was intentional that they wanted it to seem like look you know death is a part of life and you're living with it and this is what you've got to do kind of thing but but kind of like the same what, time
2: kind of like what jill was saying that it was it was a transition for yeah. uh for paul it should have been treated kind of more as such and v like this director can is he can do it and that's why i was kind of surprised why he held back on that scene i was like why are you why are you holding back like this is kind of you know even if it's not like that in the book because i don't know it did, for 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 a visual medium make it intense you know
0: i can't say this much for much than 1980, but the 1984 movie did this part better like really? that, so
3: yeah i wonder if it's cut for time they could have been they could have cut it a little bit down um, as well, which is a possibility. Uh, yeah, I was know, I
2: was okay up. with the with the length. It's just the uh, the way it was shot. It just wasn't. It was it just more with more intensity. It just lacked that intensity.
1: In yeah. My opinion. yeah, I was even confused. Like when it started, I'm like, okay, I get this is like about something. Like the mom, it was like the mom overpowered Javier Javier Bardem's character, mm-hmm, and then right. that guy was like you're basically Weak. a pussy for letting her. And so Timothy Chalamet's character had to defend his mom. Yeah. I guess honor. they don't fight but women it, is what it was. Yeah. yeah. But it yeah. was more like, are you, are you now fighting to lead this troop? Because the guy said, you let her overpower you. So I'm I think like, he was
0: just fighting just to be like, I don't want her to join our crew. Like, so yeah. That, yeah. But yeah. that
1: is what lacked the, the intensity for the, Yeah. It the was excuse like, was are you trying to dethrone or is this just like for pride?
2: That was the excuse. The excuse was, you're weak, so, you know, uh, I, I want to fight. But really, it was yeah. just because he wanted to try to prove himself, and he failed.
3: Yeah, and he wasn't going to fight Stilgar because he, you know, Javier Bardem's character, because he kind of was um, representing her and, like, bring her in. So it was who he was asking who the champion was, who's mm-hmm. going to fight because I don't want her in here. And I think that would have led to him maybe having, like, a, some kind of whatever vote system or whatever they have to, of him yeah. being the leader if he won. Um, in that case, so whereas the other person was just kind of defending, um, so it, there were stakes in that from that sense as well. But yeah, I think you guys are right that it kind of lacked a lot of the intensity that it probably deserved a bit more of that too. Um, the other death in there, Oscar Isaac, you know, he played himself. He was amazing. I love him. Hot. Um, but he also uh, died. Um, but died no, like that's, a boss.
2: that's also where that's where my other half gets depleted so a quarter of a star for the fight the other quarter of the star is his death i like that i'm like theme. they show. they showed how close paul and leto were and then he just he, dead died i'm like okay I, I felt like no emotional connection or no loss of him dying it's just sort of he's he's poisoned goodbye that's it. Uh, I I would disagree slightly on that only because he seemed
3: to have known. I don't know how he knew. Um, I think he knew because he's being cheated by the uh, um, one of the, the imperial that lady mm-hmm. who was, um, you know, just the in between. I can't remember her name on this, but um, Doctor Leek Keynes. Yeah. Um, but he, so he kind of foreshadowed that I'm gonna die soon. Like we're gonna be betrayed. I just didn't realize he w- knew that it was going to happen so quickly. Um, it's because his but mom he kind of feels him dying
0: too. By well, yeah, I don't think I caught that. Oh
3: one. yeah, right at the end, she kind of already knew that. Yeah, yeah she, but she feels uh, him dying
2: once, so. once again, yeah. though a little more intensity. You know, it's a you know just lost your husband. He just lost you know kid just lost his dad. You know. yeah, oh, I think, about it, I think I so. think that was uh, yeah. I
1: the tent. Th- he was like yeah, in the tent yeah, he was
2: really. I, mean, like, I mean,
3: he like flashed on his mom. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah
2: was, like, I've I've seen too, yeah. Denevino, if Film scenes like of death, of loss, or revelation, and he can bring the intensity out of people. Watch Brian Gosling in Blade Runner 2049 and watch Amy Adams in Arrival, and you'll see the difference of of filming those those. You know, obviously different genres yes. to a point, but still bringing out that intensity in in the actors and saying like, this is a pivotal moment in your life.
1: But Act was it, it in the this book? Way.
2: This is exactly
0: once again. I, I hate doing this, but the 1984 would gonna kill yourself if you watch that one (laughs) so i mean it's source material guys like that's that's kind of how it is i felt like i felt
1: like paul the whole time was more preoccupied with the story than of his relationship with his dad so i feel like his brain was already like okay we just got sold out by the emperor we're on this planet and i think he always had that preoccupation in his mind. And so right. when they're in the tent, he was like, fuck, my father's dead. It was like an afterthought felt like an honest portrayal of like where his head was And it, and it was goes
0: back to like how his dad said, like remember about the, the quote about the leaders and like they don't yeah. seek leadership. Find your own. You're wisdom. called you know, to it. They're called to I it. Will say That's exactly what
2: happened. So.
1: Oscar Isaac, I don't know if it's in the book, but I appreciate him being naked at some point. <laughs> Hello. Go, going
2: speaking all that with uh, James, <laughs> they being on the book. One of the major complaints I've heard is that it, it takes a little. It goes, it copies the book a little too much. Um, I mean, you can yeah, kind of either like get one you or almost, the other. You yeah, go,
3: okay. got yeah, that. Dude, you almost got to yeah. with
0: this. Yeah,
3: you
2: got. You gotta find the There's no middle ground. No, I'm. I'm okay yeah. with it. Just you know, add a little more intensity in those scenes. But bro, you yeah. no, get a I, four I, and a half out of five, homie. I
0: don't. <laughs> this should be a four then. You know, I think it's, it's
2: just those two things. Everything else is great about the movie. Yeah, I, I think that everything the... Else. I get where you're coming from with it,
3: Marco, but I, I do have to disagree that I felt that there was, the, especially the outburst of emotion from Paul to his mom, that kind of helped embody all the... Like, cause, as yeah. Jill was saying, his mind was everywhere else about the situation, and then finally it hit him and realized what just happened, and it was just all emotion, so... Uh, I mean, it wasn't the same kind of motion with it, like it was with his hand in the box. Yeah. But, but it was, you know, it, it I thought it was a good. Took the words right out of my mouth. But yeah, yeah, no, I see
2: it. I see it. Yeah, I disagree. What but about? I, see it.
3: I was a little surprised by this, um, and I don't know if you guys were, but Doctor Keynes and her getting stabbed in the back uh, as she was kind of trying to flee. I thought she was going to be shown in the next movie, and like it was a whole thing, and then she basically died. <laughs> you wanted she to see her the, the most worm.
1: Badass you know. death of the whole movie. She did. Period. When she oh, starts thumping on the sand, I was like, mm-hmm. this is a bad bitch right here. Here
2: comes <laughs> the Shia Lude.
1: It was awesome. She had yeah. my favorite death.
3: I, I agree. I think that was kind of the better death overall. J- j- like the most uh, yeah. satisfying death. I mean, Duncan's
0: turnaround was cool. But I mean, there's more to that, obviously. But Yeah. Yeah. That's where we leave with That I know that. James I don't want to say
3: anything about it because. Jameson, I know something happens afterwards yeah i i know already as well but i think that that's a good point though james his his death at the ending was was really cool because he wasn't really dead and he still came back it's and like took out a few yeah. more guys it's like yeah yeah i like it so that was pretty cool just to see his character like really hold down the fort and you know give as much time as possible um, for them to escape and and was a badass doing it so yeah yep. he he did die um very uh, well, as a he took shirt off like. everything i'm just kidding.
0: <laughs>
1: Did he take his shirt off? No, <laughs> she's taking the oh. button. No.
0: He famously asked Denny Villeneuve if he needed to have abs for his movie. He said no. He's like, all right, cool. So he looked cool. great.
1: And Oscar Isaac was like, I understand the assignment. Oh no, Oscar <laughs> Isaac was like, oh well,
0: that's funny because I'm doing Moon Knight, so I need all, to get fucking how fit. How
1: about uh, obliques? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's like, like how
3: got about I just
0: how about these delts right
1: here? Yeah, delts. <laughs> delts. Yeah.
3: Uh, and then another surprising death for me, uh, maybe we already know this, but Peter DeVries, uh, David uh character. He was the guy with the, the monk hairdo kind of yeah. thing. He was very creepy. He got killed by the poison gas. I didn't expect him to die. I was like, oh, you like like polka, really no, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> polka dot man. of I know. Polka dot man. Yeah, you're like,
1: no. I was, was satisfied it, with that. Were you? He's yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you deserve it. What I wasn't satisfied with is how... The main bad guy, like, crouched Baron, up yeah. to the ceiling. And he can, pull right? Him. I was like, yeah. what yeah. the Why? fuck is that
0: what? thing? He <laughs> pulls yeah. the hereditary on us. Yeah, that's basically. Yeah. So, he did get messed that's up. That's
1: probably though, so. something the book, like, went into more detail on because it was like, oh, everyone's dead except for that guy fucking crouched in the corner of the The guy room that he needed to kill. Yeah. End. Yeah.
0: Then he goes into they the put, They put him in the vinegar. back of the tank that's and he'll be
2: good thing. as new. He's yeah. in the balsamic vinegar, bro.
0: It's Italian, bro.
3: Just a little iodine, he's good to go. He's good. Yeah, I think that that's um that that death was like okay, I guess. I just f- thought it was gonna be a bigger role, but apparently not. So and and there were some more deaths. I don't know if there was any other really big standouts in my opinion. I don't know if you guys feel like there's something that really called out to you that said, Oh, how dare this person die on Just me.
0: the innocent people. No, that's
3: <laughs> So many. So many.
0: Killed him yeah. in their sleep. Yeah
3: just that surprise attack i will say was really um was a good surprise attack you know i was like oh and very very uh they they were they were straightforward um josh roland about how ruthless heart the harkonnen were and they definitely were and then plus the imperial guards that came up over there as well uh or the emperor's guards they were just as ruthless those guys and- are creepy. Yeah, that yeah. was that was pretty intense yeah, to see. Yeah, that was a cool little. Kind of yeah, I
0: forgot about them, the little elite guys. Wait, yeah. Yeah. what?
3: Yeah, the guys in white were the Emperor's guards. because <laughs> yeah, yeah. they had two battalions of them. Um, that's kind of how this all happened because it was a part of the Emperor's plan, and so they recruited the Emperor's guards to help as well. They're supposed
2: to be the most elite. That's they, why. Yeah, oh. they're recruiting so,
0: them on a planet where they just like wrecked the whole fucking place. Were too. the Emperor's yeah.
1: guards fighting the Harkonnen or with them? With,
0: with the, Harkonnen. Them. Within
1: yeah. the Harkonnen. Oh yeah, I don't think I caught that. Yeah. They were the yeah, guys who like they were. They we're getting were fighting, fucking ambushed.
0: And they like <laughs> came behind him, and they turned around like fuck. Yeah, they're the yeah, guys they're that fought Jason
3: Momoa as
2: well at the end.
1: Oh, the floating yeah. down was cool.
2: Yeah, that's that fucking badass. I yeah, think that I the that.
1: the little um, bumblebee dragonfly thing that like almost killed Paul. Oh yeah, I felt the like they thing. that probably was more explained in the book, but I felt like that was a serious threat that didn't come back, and then that's the thing that took the dad out. Right. So I thought like. I need more like I need. yeah to well know. i think
3: too that was like at a at a good position because that's what the the doctor did dr uh Yuge mm-hmm. where he he shot it right at the right place where it was on his back where he couldn't have reached it yeah because jason momoa's character is still um not still um what's his name duncan idaho. Just, it's jason duncan, yeah <laughs> just nah, duncan, duncan, idaho, duncan idaho he um he had that same thing happen to him as well. Somebody shot him in one of the fight scenes, and uh, he managed with a sword to kind of cut it off, kind of thing before it pierced through the force field. So it it is a very deadly thing, but if you catch it just right, you know you can get rid of it. Yeah. But again, it's going slow to get through that force field.
1: I didn't know that about the force field, by the way, uh, Marco. So thank you for breaking it down.
2: Oh, for sure. I am full uh, of useless facts. <laughs>
3: So, I don't remember who these characters are, James. Gurney and Thufer I remember because Josh I have the same Bullen
1: questions. And yeah. is the
0: okay. black dude? Yeah. The
1: the Gurney was
3: uh, the, the freaking, guy in the investor name. Well, he was names. like, okay. someone
1: yeah. threatened my son, figure it the fuck yeah. out, don't quit. And then he right. was never seen or heard from again. And then you die yeah. by a little Bubble Bee thing. So. And Gurney
2: was also like one of his lead freaking generals. Josh Bowen's yeah. guy, yeah, the general yeah. thing. Also hot. Yeah. yeah. So do we think? No. <laughs> so, do we
3: think that anything happened uh, to Josh Brolin at the end, where he was Gurney? He was running into the battle to try to fight uh, the squad of people that were coming up and attacking him, and then we never see him again. I'm assuming we feel like he survives. Maybe not. Maybe they'll show something as a flashback. He died at the battle, of, you know, of the Dune. Palace. We'll have to wait
2: till the sequel. <laughs>
1: I think he comes back. I think they both come yeah, back. Yeah, I'm
2: sure he does.
3: Yeah, Thufir doesn't really no, nothing really happens with him either. We just kinda see him resign make, and then don't he's like, I think he no. would make it in the desert though, Probably not. Well, I mean he did have an umbrella, so <laughs> That's
0: true. He That's was really fine. About so that.
3: I'm gonna I'm gonna ask uh, Jill because <laughs> like like I, she hasn't actually seen um, the original Dune. So Jill, what do you think is gonna happen in part two?
1: Um, more fighting. I think there's going to be more than two parts. Also, oh really? I think it'll be okay. like a three-parter.
0: I think he's already said that he's only going to do two. Well,
1: him. I think he might take it back.
0: You know,
3: I don't they know. might Just make to, money. At least. Warner Brothers out, likes to make money.
0: At least to complete out this book, there's not going to be three. If there's a third one, it's going to be like a James. The next book. They made
3: The Hobbit into three movies, and it's one small book. What okay, it was so two it's not three. Impossible. I remember
0: that announcement. Yeah. I was
1: like, James, I believe Nabil asked me what my thoughts were (laughs) (laughs) um anyways in part two i think more fighting i'd like to see more of the landscapes one thing i was going to say about that is that it didn't seem too futuristic it seemed like this could be happening like nothing was so flashy that it was like oh this is clearly futuristic sci-fi it's like fuck it these planets could be inhabited in the 90s there's a reason for that I liked the timeless kind of feel of it mm-hmm. um where you can't place where it happens um in time so I think there'll be more of that um I'm down for more stuff with the mom but I want it to start showing more of what the background is I feel like there's a lot of ambiguity about the mom that wasn't hitting right for me um I'd be down with more nudity, also. So. <laughs> I don't
3: know Whoa, how much more we'll 18. get of that. But, but there is, you know, Sting's character in the original film, I do remember, was straight up naked. So I assume that'll yeah, appear in the next No,
0: film. he's not. He's just wearing a very... He's a shirtless. Yeah, he's got a little underwear <laughs> thing on where he goes, like, he just spreads his arms out, like, sup? He's just greased up. He starts singing he
2: Fields of Gold.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, and to add on to your, your uh, point, Jill, about uh, Rebecca Ferguson's character, uh, she, you know, she's with the Bene Gesserit, and um, I hadn't realized, but apparently HBO Max is going to be doing a spinoff series that's going to talk more about that sisterhood um, nice. and talk about the magical order of the females. Really and, approves. Is that uh, real? It seems it seems to be the case. I'll ask James. It seems like that he may, he may know a bit more. Yeah, about, it's already been uh,
0: announced. The they're in pre-production right
1: now. Is she in it?
0: I don't know if she's in it directly but it's about the order so I oh, mean, Okay. That's kind
1: yeah, of
0: Yeah, there's, cool. so we'll there's a lot background. they left out
2: about about the Benny Dizeret in in the movie so be interesting yeah, to see that, what they what they explain.
3: That seems like a, a whole side story and they seem to be close with the emperor um from what they kind of alluded to in the film so I'm sure it's going to be showing them as kind of a third party behind the scenes working with everybody but at their own game and how they've kind of reached to you know from one just one yeah manipulating everybody to get I to like what they the want witch so was she like the we call.
1: we measure wins in centuries or whatever her quote was about right. that so playing the long so game seems reason like a for cool that too then off show
3: all right so any any final thoughts on the film Jill anything else that you uh, wanted to share about your thoughts on this movie
1: uh, I have a question. When yeah. they were on the sand dune, Paul and the mom, did she look at him weird when he took his shirt off? And did he like look back at bit. her? I thought that was kind of <laughs> weird. Like, a mom, wait bro. a second. And that's your L-
2: son. L- little Oedipus syndrome.
1: Was it? Okay. And I'm like, okay, people keep saying, oh, they're going to deal more on the mom. And I'm like, is she not really his mom? Is something about to go down? Like uh, I mean, they you know, made it pretty there's... clear that that's his mom. Me too. No, they're, they're, I thought it, the look it, was weird.
2: It wasn't that. It's there's a there's a reason why she she looked at him.
1: Just tell me the reason, then. Yeah, I want it's to
2: know. a huge spoiler for the second part.
1: Okay, then don't tell me. Yeah. All right. All right.
2: Yeah. So was it was weird, though. Okay. Thing, yeah, that I was like, good to know.
1: So I'm picking up some weird vibes here. Yeah.
3: What about you, Marco? Any, any, uh, anything to share on the film?
2: Well, for the next any one or this thoughts? one, and in general, any other thoughts? <clears throat> uh, just that it's it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, it doesn't feel complete or anything, but the sequel is on its way. It's been officially announced james sent it to me and i i like the link and you know it's kind of yeah, t- three years twenty twenty three, yeah. no two That's years to build. Lame. yeah two years. and v- i know v too. is is signed on for that one because i mean there's like five or six original books that frank herbert wrote and they they if this and the next one i think are successful they want to do all of them but i this director doesn't like to be tied down to the same project so after he finishes, you know, the first book, who knows if he's going to do it. I know they want him to do all of them, and I think that it would be a shame if he didn't cuz this story is far too complicated and like so like like filled with stuff that he's the perfect director to do it. I don't I don't think anyone else could could do it as good as he does. Like that's my worry about the series if they continue to do these movies and actually make it. i mean saga. they just got to get
0: the right director yeah i mean
2: yeah. it's
3: writing that's important here because that's what's been causing the problem is <sighs> yeah. getting it on paper i mean i think you
0: can do it there's I a lot know, of man. good directors
1: on that note marco if i could i feel very sick of star wars stuff and marvel stuff so i'm down for dune to have like a saga Yeah, because I feel like it is meaty enough and like I'm just over Star Wars and I'm over Marvel and I Marvel and I feel like (laughs) they keep making the same story and like flushing out the same people over and over. So I would be down for like a huge box office ticket item of Dune for many. Yeah, these
2: stories, they're, they're more character and story driven, which makes them stand out more. whereas everything else is i think warner brothers
3: is more than happy to make a franchise again (laughs) whatever they can do to to do it yeah throw it at them that's how they feel yeah agreed Agreed. okay fair point uh marco what about you james any closing thoughts on your end
0: i know it's a good movie check it out um i can't believe they kept the sand walking in it though. so i
3: will (laughs) i I will also just say as uh as one thing because we didn't really talk about it which was, and I can't remember what they're called, but the big giant worm that had Shilu. a face of a. Okay. A face of, uh, you know, a sphincter. That was a very, very interesting face, portion. Yes. I But it's teeth, and they're dangerous. We didn't really talk yeah. much about it. It was a big part of um, kind of one of the big ending scenes or, or lead up to the ending. And of course, we did talk about um, Dr. Keynes as well and her use of it. Um, I thought those scenes were great. Uh, they were. They definitely added some mystique to the desert and some danger to being out there. Heavily um,
2: underutilized, but hopefully, yeah. we see more in the next. And, film.
3: and I'm sure you saw one of them, uh, one of the uh, people out there writing the the worm. So definitely <laughs> yeah. something to look forward to that, yeah. in the next film. Yeah, <laughs> kind oh, of riding something through. else
0: normally, but uh, that's cool. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that that's going to be a very interesting thing on how they use it for the next film as well.
0: All right, so with that, that Ooh. is the end of the podcast podcast one ten. Uh, you know, we've all pretty much liked it, so you know maybe uh you know who who knows who might take over after the next one guys right maybe Kathleen Kennedy will mess this up too. <coughs> so thanks for listening. Maybe. Thanks for the feedbacks, responsive reviews. Marco, let him know where to reach us because I did a terrible job last time.
2: <laughs> no, you did great, man. You did really good. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at movie Pod in fact. Last pod trended so well, like incredibly well. I should probably miss more episodes because <laughs> that is the only factor that I could find. So I'll uh, I'll try to miss the next one. It was it was Mikey. It was the reason why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was. that. thank God that Marco fucks not on this episode. We, yeah, my, Mikey. Uh, <laughs> Mikey needs to come back and you know sprinkle his magic and threaten all these you know platforms to you know fix the algorithm, whatever. But uh, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. Smash that subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode. Please uh, leave us a review if it allows you. We're still trying to get up to five stars. I don't know if our very own Timothy Chalamet expert can (laughs) somehow go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a stunning review. That would be really great (laughs) coming from an expert. So, yeah, rate us, review us, share us. And we'll see you next time.
0: Tune in next time to episode 111. We'll be reviewing a Marvel film, actually. Jill, look at that. Speaking (laughs) of Eternals, the dense movie Eternals. So, until then, this is James.
2: And Marco. And
3: Nabil.
1: And this time, Jill.
3: Have a great
0: one.